0: So welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry, one of the co-founders of Ignite DA. Thank you so much for joining us. We always value your time, and we value it so much that so we bring in some of the key thought leaders around the industry to talk about some of the hottest topics that are out there right now, and tonight is no exception. Uh, joined by my friend and one of those guys who is out there uh, preaching to the masses and really educating people, including you amazing dental assistants. And that's my friend, Tom Viola. Tom, how are you tonight?
1: Kevin, I'm fine. Thank you so much for having me again. It's always a pleasure doing these podcasts with you. And I, I just love talking to the assistants. You know, they're uh, near and dear to my heart. And I've often said they're like the front door of the uh, office and, uh, and everything in between. So uh, they're the heart and soul yeah. of, of uh, our dental practices. And uh, I love giving them information they could use on a daily basis.
0: Well, I, and I will tell you, you know, first of all, that comes through every time you and I talk, and I thank you for that on behalf of all of our listeners and those over 300,000 dental assistants out there. Uh, But, you know, the last time that you and I spoke on one of these podcasts, we talked about vaping and everything that was going on, and man, that, it just keeps blowing up. So I want to make sure that uh, the listeners go back to a podcast that Tom and I did on vaping and what you need to know for your patients. Timely information, and you'll hear in there just some of the amazing things that that Tom explains about not only what's going on with it, but what you need to know with your patients. And today, let's tackle another hot topic that's out there uh, Benzocaine and And I know that this was recently in the news uh, you know and, and and I'll be honest, you pointed it out to me uh, whenever we were talking earlier about this lady in Rhode Island uh, who uh, put it on a toothache. And I'm wondering if you could kind of tell me your thoughts on benzocaine as well as let, let's talk about what assistants need to know with that.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to. You know, benzocaine is one of those um, topics that, that gets a lot of attention and very little attention at the same time because we kind of not give it a second thought. We look at it as our topical anesthetic of choice. Patients uh, almost look forward to it because they know they're going to get that numbing sensation so that uh, the injections are going to be less painful. Uh, plus, a lot of patients have a comfort level with it because they use it uh, a lot uh, themselves. They use it uh, for um, minor uh, skin irritation, that sort of thing. But of course, uh, the main use of benzocaine, uh, you know, with the counter preparations is in things like orgel and Ambosol, you know, topical benzocaine products for oral uh, pain relief. Um, the story that's been circulating now for just a little while is about a woman in Rhode Island who uh, applied quite a bit of uh, benzocaine uh, topical gel for a toothache that she was attempting to uh, self-treat until she was able to see her dentist. And um, this woman developed uh, a rare but not so rare, it seems, complication uh, of uh, overuse of benzocaine, which is uh, methemoglobinemia. Um, Interesting thing about benzocaine that many people aren't aware of is uh, benzocaine is an ester-type anesthetic. it's similar to an anesthetic we used to use in dentistry called Novocaine. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with it. Uh, we stopped using Novocaine because it caused allergies. Um, since Benzocaine belongs in the same class as Novocaine, uh, many people have asked me, well, why doesn't it also cause the allergy? Well, it would, except that we use quite a bit of acid in the preparation uh, to keep the uh, benzocaine water-soluble, so it doesn't penetrate into the bloodstream, it doesn't cause those allergies. Well, that's great, and in fact, it doesn't cause any allergies. But uh, it's not so great in that we're actually applying acidic gel to a patient's mucosa that's probably already uh, infected and/or in- inflamed. Um, so be that as it may, you know, we've, we've kind of kept benzocaine at, at a distance as far as causing grief because of, we've got this acid preparation. It stays on the surface, it remains topical, doesn't get in the bloodstream, doesn't cause these issues. Well, lo and behold, if you use a lot and you apply it to a large area, you can indeed get some benzocaine in your bloodstream. So putting aside for a minute the fact that it may cause an allergy like um, esters do, like uh it can cause this condition, which is methemoglobinemia. Uh This is where the hemoglobin in the red blood cells gets methylated. And uh, as a result, it can no longer carry oxygen. And that means you quite literally turn blue. Uh, you become cyanotic because you don't have enough oxygen. Your oxygen saturation drops. And um, unfortunately, that can lead wow. to things like respiratory distress wow. and even death.
0: You know, and, and and I, I know you, you talked about the large amount that needs to be used. And obviously, this goes back to the whole instructions for use and making sure that you're following recommendations and everything else. But a lot of times, like in this example that you brought up, you know, these are patients who think they're doing the right thing. And obviously, they're not. And so it falls upon dental professionals to make sure that they're instructing their patients with this kind of knowledge that you're given about why it's important if they do have a toothache. Here's what not to do.
1: Couldn't have said it better, Kevin. I mean, that's the bottom line here. You know, these products are available over the counter. There's an implied a uh, uh, level of safety on the patient's part, therefore patients saying, well, I wouldn't sell it over the counter if it was going to kill me. Uh, but quite frankly, you and I know there are many uh, types of products that are available yeah. over the counter that can in, indeed, if used incorrectly, uh, result in some ca- catastrophic uh, 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 examples like we've had with this one moment. Uh, I will say that this is not something that's been unknown since 2006. The FDA has received uh, more than 400 cases Uh, Reported of methemoglobinemia from uh, benzocaine use. Uh, But again, kind of flies under the radar. That is all the more reason why our valuable dental assistants are there to warn people in advance. If you're going to use benzocaine to treat this, uh, you know, potentially, you know, it seems mild but could be worse uh, dental uh, pathology, uh, make sure you follow the instructions very carefully. The FDA and the manufacturers say, you're only supposed to apply a small amount and no more than sure. four times a day. The woman in this case obviously applied way more than that. She was applying it almost constantly. But again, you know, she's believing that. Yeah, no, absolutely. As I would, and, assume and it really that is one, one of those things counter, you don't safe.
0: know, you don't know. And, and again, it goes back to the dental assistants, the dental professionals being knowledgeable about things like this and passing it on. And then you and I were talking earlier about that the benzocane in infants is also something to be wary of as well.
1: Talked about this at length a lot to, during my presentations. I do a lot of continuing education seminars about anesthesia and we often get on the subject of topicals. And again, we sort of give topicals a glancing blow because, well, what's not, what's to talk about really? They're topical and, and they, they help us with uh, cushioning the uh, blow or the pain of the injection. But yeah. uh, I like to talk about benzocaine uh, when it comes to teething babies. Uh, moms and dads, you know, don't want to see their child in pain. And, and this stuff, again, is available. And it's even marketed as such, you know, baby Anbosol, baby Orogel. So moms and dads, again, think this is uh, implied safety. They buy this stuff. Uh, junior is teething and then there's a lot of pain. Uh, mom and dad want that pain to go away. So they apply it somewhat yep. liberally because, you know, there's more than one tooth erupting at a time. Okay, bad. it's bad enough that we could worry about the allergy, which we talked about, and maybe even the methemoglobinemia because, as I've often said, children are more susceptible to some things like that. But what scares me the most about benzocaine and using it in, in infants is that if if for the uh, benzocaine is applied and Junior is doing well and, and, and the pain is down, mom and dad might be tempted to put Junior down for a nap uh, and uh, maybe get some well, well-deserved sleep on their end as well. And unfortunately, that benzocaine now can can slide down the back of uh, the baby's throat and actually anesthetize wow. the gag reflex. You know, and, right, and I know so many people believe if some uh, is good,
0: more has- is better. And and again, this is a case that that's absolutely not not what should be followed. It's that whole IFU thing and everything else. But this is a great thing for dental assistants to be talking to their patients about because so many patients who come into the practice obviously have young children, have teethers, you know, whatever it might be. It's a great chance for them to make sure that they understand what they're doing whenever they're not within those four walls of the practice.
1: And patients seek out dental assistance because they're approachable and they believe that uh, they're going to give them good, honest information about something that very few people know much about. So uh, they're considered experts in the field. And why not? This is an opportunity, therefore, for assistants to, to capitalize on that opportunity and to really stand out as the professionals they are. So it really is a win-win for everyone. Uh, the issue is it's it's up to our dental assistants to, to kind of foretell when a patient might be using or, or gel on their baby or might be using uh, Ambisol to treat a toothache uh, and well, so, and Tom, let me just ask where, you, you, know, we, this we may can, sound like a real
0: silly question, reactive, but I but know so proactive. often patients are so proud, show off pictures of their children, especially babies, you know, whenever they're the young, cute and everything else. And if, if somebody's showing me a picture of a child that's maybe that age, is that an opening for me to talk about this?
1: It's a perfect opportunity, sure. especially since we all know if we've been parents, we all know our kids are going to get to a point where they're going to be teething. It means a lot of lost sleep for them, a lot of lost sleep for us. You don't make the best decisions when you're sleep deprived. This is a perfect opportunity for a dental assistant to step up and say, "Hey, you know what? Pretty soon nice. it's going to be time for teething. Uh, you should know something about Ambisol and Orajel. Let me talk to you about it and make sure that they know." And and this this even goes to practice too, Kevin. Because let's not forget that acid. You know, if you're if you're in practice and and you're applying benzocaine gel to mucosa. Anyone who's ever applied benzocaine knows if you leave it on the mucosa too long, what happens? It ends up burning the mucosa to the point where the tissue just sloughs off. So that should be the wake-up call for us. You know, like, okay, this stuff's not to be fooled around with. If it's going to burn tissue enough to slough it off, then we need to know one very important fact about benzocaine. Get it on. Make it do its job and then get it off. You know, remove Tom it. Tom is always as quickly your wealth of knowledge. As knowledge and I know that,
0: you know, we just scratched the surface. I problems. think this is something we could talk about for a good hour. There's no no <laughs> doubt about it. But I also know that you are a guy who has so many resources available to not only dental assistants, but every team member. And I'm just wondering, could you share kind of some of those resources and how our listeners can find those and, and learn a little bit more?
1: I'd love for everybody to just, uh, you know, go out there and do their own research and and find uh, articles and topics that are interesting to them. Uh, But you can certainly feel free to check out my website. It's TomViola.com. I blog on a regular basis about uh, issues like this. As a matter of fact, this is going to be up on my blog pretty soon. Uh, And and so I'd be happy to share any information I have. Check out my Facebook page as well. It's uh, Pharmacology Declassified. And, uh, gosh, I'd, I'd be honored if a, a dental assistant uh, went to my resources and found something well, and, that was valuable. And what you do ahead of time to educate
0: all dental professionals out there, particularly the assistants, uh, certainly we appreciate that. And and I know it's a labor of love, but you also make things so uh, easy to understand as well as uh, just common sense sometimes whenever it kicks in. And that's one of the things that I love listening to you whenever you talk, so Tom, thanks so much for being on. I really appreciate it.
1: <laughs> well, nice we'll to about work that, with. Now, listen, man, I'm just following that. your so, lead. How about that? You're uh, out there thanks to all of day. you for <laughs> listening
0: to, uh, this evening or t- today, whenever you're listening to this, we certainly appreciate it. And you know, we love bringing in some industry experts like Tom to help educate you. And we also love bringing these people in because they realize the power that you have in the practice with your patience, with the bottom line, with the success of the practice. So keep growing, keep learning. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. And if there's something you want to hear, hey, let us know through the Ignite DA Facebook page. We would love to have you as a part of that, as well as our community on igniteda.net. For now, Kevin Henry signing off, co-founder of Ignite DA. And remember, the more you learn, the more you grow. And that's when we, as a profession, together we rise. Remember, the more you learn, the more you...